Hello and welcome to episode 9 of The Register. I'm Caleb. I'm Blake. And we're here to talk about another album um, and another band. First time we've talked about this band on the show. Um, I've personally been a fan of this band for quite a long time now. Um, Not quite when they came out a couple years afterwards because... They won't. They weren't that known in the United States for a little bit. Uh, they actually had a hard time getting going. Um, today we're going to talk about Ghost. Oh or man! Early on, they were uh, called Ghost BC. There was some kind of legal issue with the name Ghost, and it had to get worked out. So all their early merchandise, shirts and stuff, are um, Ghost BC. So it's kind of cool when you see one of those. Yeah, that's neat. If you see someone wearing that, you know they're probably an early fan. Um, so Ghost, they, they started as a band in 2006, and they come out of, um, I want to say Linköping, Sweden. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce the city or the wherever, but they're from Sweden. Um, they're kind of like a doom, hard rock, psychedelic. Uh, today, they would be, be considered kind of pop rock. They've gotten... They've gotten kind of popular lately, and they've, mm-hmm. they've kind of changed their sound. But They blew up on TikTok, that Mariana Cross song. It is yeah. everywhere. Yeah. They've gotten, they've, within the past couple of years, they've really exploded. Um, really interesting band uh, to me personally. They have this, it's, it, the ghost is about a, it's a story about a satanic cl- clergy. <laughs> 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 that's fronted by um, like a dark priest and they go through stages with every album uh, Papa Emeritus 1 Papa Emeritus 2 Papa Emeritus 3 Cardinal Copia takes over for an album cycle and then he gets um, he evolves into Papa 4 and then Papa Neil is part of the, the program here and uh, they got a really a great aesthetic they have a good look. Um, the band members are nameless ghouls, so they have their own like horned masks and outfits. You don't really know who they are. I thought that uh, when I like was looking at the lyrics for uh-huh. these songs, um, I would look to see who wrote them, and all I would say was like written by a ghoul. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Now, if you go back and look, you can find it. Um, there was a like a court case involving like who owned the band name, who owned the songs, blah, blah, blah. But, um, as I was like looking through this stuff recently, uh, Tobias Forge's name is on the credits for even the first album. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So he owns the rights to all everything. Um, but for whatever reason, this is a band that the internet loves to hate. And the most common thing you see in here is they do not look like how, they don't sound how they look. And I think that is the most misdiagnosed thing that I've ever heard in my life. I 1,000% agree because the first time you told me about these people, Mm -hmm. we were at work and you're like, hey, look at this cool video. Yeah. I said, okay, and I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. Their aesthetic and how they dress and how they perform – 1,000% 1,000% matches their music to I, me. Yeah, especially with this first album and what they're talking about and describing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is 100% fitting. Yeah, absolutely. It, like, they, it's, 
it's like a play almost that they're performing yeah. and singing about, and they're doing all the parts, and uh, it, it fits really well. I don't know what the universe expects, but um, these guys have it going on, and it's like it's have people done theatrical stuff before, of course, but they're taking it in a different direction, and they're kind of doing something that, in my opinion, hasn't really done to this extent before. You know, and that's the thing. They're very theatrical with their performances, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. But I think it can also get really corny. For sure. Really quickly. Yeah. No offense to Guar fans. Yeah. It's cool. They're, I think it's great when mm-hmm. we talked about they made their own like costumes yeah. and props and stuff, which I think that's really neat from like a creative standpoint. But also to me, it's kind of corny. It is. You know? But this, to me, is not... I think it is just super cool, really well put together, and they could have made it bad. They they yeah. could have made it look really bad, but they didn't. You can tell a lot of time and thought goes into this. Yeah, and this is just my personal take on it and opinion, but I think the people that are saying this now about them maybe don't know early Ghost. They hear, like, Ghost last couple albums and like like uh whatever kind of pop rocky whatever um still great albums we're going to talk about those later but um this early stuff is just this it's it's where it at uh it's where it's at they did a really good job um and that goes with like any band once a band releases one or two albums they get a little popular famous other people start listening to them people are like eh they're not so good yeah blah 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 they used to be good whatever now it's cheesy or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the case with this Um, they got a little too big for people's tastes but I still think they're doing a great job and I'm still a fan I've seen them twice I saw them about seven or eight years ago on their second album when they first started coming to like the United States and then I saw them maybe four years ago and it was incredible. They do an amazing live show. But this, we're going to talk about their first album. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm going to say Opus Epinomis. And it came out in 2010, but it wasn't released in the United States until 2011. In Latin, that translates to self-titled work, which makes sense. Oh, okay, cool. It's not a very long album. It has two instrumentals, so there's really only like seven songs on the album. It's like 35 minutes long, so it's really easy to listen to. It's really quick, and it's really entertaining. Um, As soon as the first song comes on, um, what, Duas Culpa? That's what I thought. I don't know if this is Latin or Swedish. I don't know, but that's that's how I'm going to pronounce it. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. But the first song's an instrumental, and it's just uh, like a pipe organ. Sounds like and I'm in church. It does. It sounds like a, a Catholic mass, which is what they're going for. But this is like a black mass. They're like Antichrist. Um, <laughs> it's like an Antichrist <laughs> clergy they're going for. Um, but it sounds so cool, and it's like, wow, what an interesting way to open up an album. Um it's very fitting. It is. Like I was saying, they pull this off so well. This is loosely a, um, what do I want to say? Not like a rock opera, but like a, uh, pardon me, um, like a themed album. What's the word I'm looking for? Mm. Oh, 
know. I'm drawing a blank right now. But it's it's a concept album. Okay. It's loosely a concept album about um, the birth of the Antichrist. And it's them telling the story. Okay, so moving on after that great instrumental, it kind of slides right into uh, the second song, Conclavi con Dio, which means with nails with God. And it starts off <laughs> Lucifer. Yeah. And so you know exactly what they're talking about. Um, this song to me is like, this is the introduction to who we are and what we're going to be talking about. This is one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, I like the way that Tyus, or Tobias Forge sings. His voice is very fitting. It's like creepy. Yes, but he has a beautiful voice. It I is. love listening to him sing. And if you watch him live, he's singing through this mask and it makes it like even creepier. Yeah. Because the first puppet Emeritus is like an old man and I don't know, just something about it. And in the early days he used like a, a foam latex mask, which the mouth didn't really move, but it moved like a little yeah. enough to make it like creepy. Gross. So anyway, um what are your what are your feelings uh I like the it. opening I really, I really liked how we went from like, oh my God, I'm in church to yeah. I am not in the kind of church that I think I'm in. Right. And I thought it was a really cool like move into the second song. Um, there was one part that was very scary to me. Yeah. Now keep in mind, I, I listen to this in AirPods. Yeah. When he starts like saying that, what is it, Santhanas? Santhanas? It's like Satan. Yeah. Anybody's like we are one whispering trinity. It. Yeah, it sounds terrifying. I was like, oh. He does that, and he does that on the second album, and that that just adds like the creep factor. Yes, I love it. I am drawn to this sort of stuff, and that's why I'm like drawn to ghosts. I thought it was really cool. I it really is cool. liked it. But they're basically praising Lucifer here in yeah. the very first song. Yeah, I know. Just like like yep. welcoming welcoming him. Um, the third song. Uh, is called Ritual, and it is about a dark mass. And again, they're welcoming Lucifer. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Um, I liked this one. Um, and once again, I love his voice. I think he's got like such a pretty like tone. It does, to yeah. His voice that it's, cool. it's like very pleasing for my brain to listen to him sing. Yeah, he's got that Swedish accent, but he's singing in English. Yeah, and so I think it gives him that like cutting edge. And you know what's funny about him singing? It's he's got such a great voice, mm -hmm. and like you'd think he'd be singing like something else, and then here's this man with a beautiful voice mm -hmm. singing about dead human sacrifices <laughs> and it's just yeah but the thing i love about them is is he can sing about that and sing about like being nailed to the cross mm -hmm. and worshiping satan mm -hmm. and witches and it's easy to listen to yeah it sounds like you said it like sounds beautiful like the choruses and stuff yeah they're not necessarily poppy but they're poppy enough to be like you kind of like want to bounce around a little yeah, bit yeah. and in <laughs> a weird like, way like in a Almost 70s, like, rock, like, psychedelic kind of rock, but they put their own spin on it. I think that people who are not necessarily drawn to lyrics like this or would be maybe turned off by lyrics like this. Yeah. 
I I never really listened to lyrics like this before. Yeah. I mean, actually, I can say that I've never listened listened to a song that I remember about worshiping Satan, but it for my first time made it very easy to listen to. I was like, damn, this is good. <laughs> like, okay, I will. Yeah, uh, funny story. A few years ago, uh, my mother I asked my mother to help me alphabet- alphabetize my record collection before they were kind of just strewn together. And it's a quite, it's a large collection, so it took a couple hours. And uh, so I was like, you mind if I put an album on or whatever? And I put Ghost Second album on. <laughs> and she's like, oh, this is nice. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just funny to hear your, um, you know, 56-year-old mother say it's it's nice. And, um, bless her heart. Uh, oh, she, she let me listen to it, and she enjoyed it. But uh, Your mom's a saint. She likes rock and roll, yeah. But I, I just got to chuckle out of that. <laughs> uh, after Ritual, it goes right into the fourth song, Elizabeth, which this song is really good. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. It's one of the more catchier songs, if there were a catchy song on this album. Um, none really stick out. It kind of just flows really well together. It's a really cohesive album. I know I use a lot of the same words when we talk in these podcasts, but, I mean, it's true. It's cohesive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they set out to do. They did it. But um, Elizabeth, it's about Elizabeth Bathory. She was a Hungarian countess. Um, she murdered young girls and bathed in their blood. She was, like, searching for the fountain of youth. Ugh. You know, I read that... Uh like all these like young girls started disappearing and everybody was like, you know, what the hell's going on? So they locked her in a room, like bricked her up in a room and would like slide her meals. And she died like four years. Like she made it like four years in there. Damn, that's wild. Mm -hmm. But this is also like, they're telling her story, but they're also accepting her like as part of like, like the antichrist. Like Mm -hmm. there's a line straight out of the, um, right here, one of the lyrics. Her acts of cruelty and her lust for blood makes her one of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. You know, the lyrics are very scary and dark, as with like every single other one of their songs. Yeah. But this was a fun song. It is. That's what you I'm know? saying. Like, it is fun and yeah. like it seems lighthearted almost if you weren't listening to the lyrics. Yeah. If, if you, you were just kind of hearing it. Yeah. You know, moving around or whatever. But when you really listen, it's like, oh, this is really dark. Yeah, it's like, oh, God, okay. <laughs> it's so funny. I love it. I love it. Um, we're about halfway through the album. Again, this is only, this is like 35 minutes long, so it's really, really short, easy to listen to. But Stand By Him, you could probably guess what this song is about without even reading the lyrics. Um, it's like stand by him as long as this character stays by uh, his side, meaning Lucifer, um, she'll be protected. Uh, it's about like the witch hammer and like being burned at the stake, mm-hmm. which we talked about on the last album, I think, with yeah. AFI. Yeah, yeah, this this one had a great chorus too, a very, very catchy chorus that I enjoyed listening to. It does, and it talks about being drawn to the blackest force and. The witch hammer struck her down. Through our Sabbath, she is unbound. Um, Night of the witch. Yeah, it's it's really cool. This seems like it would almost be like um, a hit if it was like if it came out in the late seventies. Yes, you would yeah. hear it like on like classic rock radio, even though it's not a classic rock song. That's that's what I was thinking. I'm glad you said seventies because yeah. that's like what I couldn't like. 
when I was listening to it, I'm like, where? Why does this mil- music like sound yeah. somewhat familiar? And now that you've said the '70s, a lot of people when they get criticized, a lot of people are like, "This sounds like Blue Oyster Cult," and he may have been a giant fan of Blue Oyster Cult. Um, people in foreign countries they listen to other stuff at different times than mm-hmm. like we do. We hear it first, you know. They hear it secondary. I mean, I don't know how old he is, but I don't think he's a lot older than me. Um, but that may have been a big part of his like uh, life growing up or whatever. But anyway, good, great song. Um, song six, Satan Prayer. <laughs> Again, uh, you could probably guess what this song is about without even reading any of the lyrics. But um, my take in on it is like um, they're kind of mocking the Lord's prayer, but making it like yes. their prayer. Mm-hmm. Did you get that? Yeah, I did. The Our Father, who art thou? Uh, there was like some part like that in there. And while I was listening to this song, I was like, I feel like I'm going to hell. Like yeah. I'm going to go to hell for listening to this. No, I don't know. But it was cool. It, I enjoyed it. It is so cool. I would it, listen to it again. Me too. Uh, I was actually listening to some of this on the way here. Um, I haven't listened to this album in a really long time. Um, it did come out so long ago. Uh, but it's nice to hear their early stuff after listening to the other four albums that they've come out with and see the progression and then go back to what they originally sounded like. This does not sound like rough or like underproduced or anything like that for a first album at all i'm very excited we're working through all of their albums because i've obviously heard like the mariana cross song and then yeah. there's a, what's that other song i liked it was from like one of their newer albums uh, I, I can't remember the name right now but i've never first of all i'd never heard anything off this album so i was glad that you picked this one but I am very excited to see how they progress and change with all their uh, newer albums. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There have been, since they are nameless schools, um, I think people come and go, and you can hear that in the instrumentation and things, the way people play their instruments. And, uh, of course, that's going to affect the way like a band sounds um, just from a person's playing style. Have they, they've, they've switched band members Quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like 10 past band members that aren't in the band any longer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they go through. Whether people move on or they don't get along anymore or they just, it's part of that shtick, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to recruit new people. I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm not 100% certain on that. But after Satan's Prayer, the seventh song, Death Nail, um, it basically translates to, to Death Bell, like the, the hearing of a bell, like oh, a okay. death bell ringing. Um, and this song is about like the conception of the Antichrist. Yeah, it's it's really easy to <laughs> to see. Uh, the first line is um, "Say, can you see the cross?" Inverted solemnly, symbol for the goat of a thousand young six six six. Evoke the king of hell. Strike the death knell. Death knell. Can you hear the chimes? You know, he's just talking about um, receiving the evil beast and uh, can you say his name, carrier of the light. And then it actually spells out um, (laughs) (laughs) S-A-T-A-N. They're not hiding anything. 
like at all. Not um, at all. That's like, who they are. This is what this is about, and uh, I don't know what other people think they're about, but this is it. And, uh, I wrote down six 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 evoke the king of hell. Yeah. And then because I was just like I heard that and I was like oh shit that's scary. Yeah. And then I wrote in my notes I am a little terrified about writing these down like. Uh, th- their music is so great yeah. and so eerie and creepy that while I was writing that down, I'm like, damn, this has like just made it even scarier yeah. for me. If you go back and you can see a lot of the early um, like live shows, and when he has the mask on and he's wearing like the miter, I forget what the robe's called, but he has like a scepter, and um, I forget too what that like the the metal ball with the smoke that the priest like swings. Oh yeah, the, the little I, can't, I don't know. What I can't remember what that's called, but he uses they use all that in their show. So it's like you're watching this black mass played out in front of you and it makes it like 10 times creepier. And the lighting and just everything. They it's a it's a show for sure. And you want to know what's funny about this whole album? Yeah. Everything is about worshiping Satan yeah. and the Antichrist. But it's fun. Yeah. It's just, it's, and that's what's so weird to me because you think it should be all doom and gloom and scary and right. like just very like haunting and, mm-hmm. but it's not. They have some yeah. really cool like. It was problematic for them though. Um, ghosts didn't just pop out of nowhere. They weren't allowed to be like places didn't sell their albums. Oh, no shit. Yeah. They weren't even on American TV until like 2015. Like, a few years after. Yeah, they weren't on until, like, their third album. Um, People just weren't buying into it. They didn't want it. Yeah. Um, Places didn't let them play, et cetera. So, um, um, their imagery, I mean, it's a lot of, like, horns, upside-down crosses, um, uh, the priest, like, the satanic priest stuff with upside-down crosses. Uh, That's just not an imagery, like, the mainstream wants to accept. They're accepting it now for whatever reason. But um, they didn't back then, like a few years ago. So it took them a while to get get it going here in the United States. But um, I liked it. Like I said, I saw them about seven, eight years ago, and it was amazing. I'd like to see them. Yeah. Now that I'm listening to their music, uh, I would really like to see, just like have the whole experience of Ghost. It's one of my, like I said, I've seen them twice, but the second time I saw them, that was one of my favorite concert experiences that I've ever seen. It's the most, it was the most well put together, if that makes sense. Now, you know how, um, when now when you saw them, is it like the like the stage is set up, they have like their stuff on like their masks, yeah. and then um, it, does it do, you know how like in Guar, I'm sorry, I hate to, I hate to compare the two because they're really not, anything oh yeah two different entities that's okay though they're theatrical bands yes but comparing theatrical bands you know how guar is like just real fucking out there sorry uh like you know like they have a whole shooting right cutting off heads and things like that they have a whole nother agenda those are aliens coming from outer space to conquer earth okay um is ghost like that as to where like you know like Guar is kind of telling a story or yeah. is ghost does ghost tell a story or is it just like it, they tell a story with their music and the visuals but it's not like they don't have like puppets on stage or anything crazy okay cool it's I, just with their outfit changes and like uh, the lighting plays yeah. a big part of it and things like that 
That's awesome. I'd really like yeah. to see them. I think that would be yeah. great. Like I said, it's like it's like you're watching a Catholic mass. Like it's really it's something to see. It's so cool. Like I got chills. I was like the lights go out and it's like, oh, wh- oh I'm no. I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you like walk in and it's like really you're being inducted mm-hmm. to worship saint. Yeah, what am I getting myself yeah. into? Um I almost didn't go to the second show because I had two tickets and I couldn't get anybody to go with me. And I second guessed it, but I went and I had one of the best times, even though I was by myself. Like, it was incredible. That's awesome. We have two songs left on the album. Um, The eighth song is Prime Mover. And this is where it gets really interesting and it really, like, wraps the album up. Um, This is essentially a nun Mm -hmm. carrying the Antichrist. Yes. And fast forward to a few years ago, they released, like, the single Mary on the Cross. Um, he was talking about like a nun, like Papa Neil was in a band like back in the '60s or whatever, like a psychedelic band, and then uh, he got with a nun, like for real in real life. Uh, in the story? in like the story. Oh, okay, okay. So they've kind of kept it like, you know, everything goes together. Like it's a complete story. Oh, that's it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. They have videos, mm-hmm. um, like um, telling the story of the band, and uh, not the band, but like the different stages of ghosts and like the, the, the stories go with the albums. It's, it's really cool. Like it's a whole giant production. Um, but yeah, that's what that's about. The nun carrying the antichrist and giving birth, um, <laughs> releasing it to the, what a sentence. the world. Yeah. Prime mover, maternal slave with child of her grave. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, but so good, so good. And then the last song, uh, Genesis, is another instrumental. But this, to me, is like a triumphant, like, game over. We conquered. We did it. It's almost like if you've ever beat, like, a Nintendo game from, like, the late 80s, early 90s, and it kind of plays this music. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Like, they're rolling the credits. That's That's a great way to put it because... I don't know. I it makes sense when you say it like that, but mm-hmm. to me, I could have taken it or just left it. And sure. Which is weird because I love instrumental music. I love yeah. Olivia. I love Animals as Leaders. But this I did not like. It was pretty, but it yeah. just wasn't for me. I I personally think that they had to do something, uh, otherwise their album would have been like twenty eight minutes long. Yeah, and they probably sense. wanted to make a longer album, and and on the on the Japanese uh, release they released uh, "Here Comes the Sun." Uh, that was George Harrison from the Beatles song. Yeah, the Ghost did it. Nuh-uh. But I didn't cover that because it's only. Uh, can I uh, listen to it anywhere? Oh, I'm sure you can find it. Yeah, they've done a few covers that are pretty cool, but. Um, yeah, that that wraps up this album. And if you're not familiar with Ghost, uh, check them out. Uh, they have great videos. All the imagery is really cool. All the album artwork's really cool. Their merchandise is really cool. Um, they're just kind of unique in their own way, even though some people don't think they are. Um, I highly recommend them. And if they're ever in your area, I would recommend a high um, like catching a show. And um, we have one album down. And like Blakely said, we're gonna talk about. Um, the next four albums consecutively and kind of see where they've um, evolved and grown and um, moved on to. I'm super so, excited. Too. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Cause uh, I mean, 
I don't know. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to sound like a hipster, but I was getting into this stuff and people were like, what? Like they didn't know what I was talking about. There was like a couple people, of course, people on the internet I could relate to and stuff like that. But, um, no one close to me knew what was going on. We come into work with ghost shirts on. I'm like, who the hell is this ghost? What is, what is this? Yeah, yeah, check him out. I'm glad you told me about him because I enjoyed it. It makes uh, he just has a beautiful voice. Yeah, it's my favorite part of the whole thing. He does. He does. Um, I love it. Just kind of great music. And mm-hmm. on the next episode, I think we're gonna cover uh, two albums, so we can kind of not string this along. But if you, if you don't like Ghost or whatever. And uh, you can kind of skip over them. So, yeah. Anyway, that wraps up um, episode nine, I believe. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.